please pray with me. God of grace, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I've heard people say that church would be all right if it wasn't for the people. There are comparably cynical jokes that come from many professions. I've heard that teaching would be all right if it wasn't for the students. But if we are willing to set aside our cynicism or our snarkiness, our more earnest selves know that this is the farthest thing from the truth. Our more earnest selves know that community is at the heart of what it means to be church. Community, also known as the people. When my wife Katie was 10 years old, her mom gave birth to Katie's baby sister. Three weeks later, Katie's mom had a stroke. It was a scary event and a scary time for a 10-year-old and her 9-year-old sister, not to mention Katie's dad and the new baby. Katie's family was involved in everything going on in their Catholic church. In many ways, church was the center of their family's world. Katie's grandma came to stay, And while Katie's dad spent most of his time at the hospital with her mom and Katie's grandma took care of the newborn baby, the church swooped in to take care of Katie and her middle sister. Meals for the family started almost immediately. Rides to school and to any activity that would help the kids maintain some semblance of normalcy came from church people. Church people took care of the family's shopping and errands, Church was already so much like an extended family for Katie and her sister that this change in routine didn't feel terribly disruptive to them. The stroke happened to occur about six weeks before Katie's dad was due to receive his PhD. The church kept up the meals and the rides for the entire month Katie's mom was in the hospital and kept it up while Katie's mom transitioned home to a routine of intensive physical therapy and while dad tried to finish the work for his PhD. Katie's dad did finish his PhD and got a job, and it was people from the church who came and packed the entire house up for the move. They moved on July 7th, about 10 weeks after Katie's mom's stroke. For 10 whole weeks, that church community helped hold things together for that family. Katie's family's story isn't unique, although it is somewhat unusual. The church is not at the center of every family's life, and there aren't many people who have a story of such intense and prolonged support. But still, church communities are somewhat unique in the ways they might care for one another. And Katie's picture of what it means to live a Christian life is forever shaped by the way that church cared for her family. If a church does its job right, we find community at church. And if church does its job right, we find a particularly special community with a particular impact on our lives. If and when church does its job right, The community we find at church makes all the difference in the world to what it looks like when we choose to live as Christians. 
Church is called to be a community which helps us live as disciples of Jesus Christ. I don't have nearly as dramatic a story as Katie's about what church has meant to me, but church has still held a special role in my life. As I hit junior high and high school, I felt perpetually out of step with my peers, and particularly those who seemed to be the mainstream. My sense of life in the community where my family lived during those years was that image mattered enormously. The delineation at school of who was popular or even acceptable was clear and harsh. To fit in, you were supposed to go to football games and dress and act in certain ways that seemed to me like some kind of code I couldn't crack. I was hungry to explore things like the meaning of life, but even my friends were not too interested. It wasn't socially acceptable to think too much. But then I'd go to church, and in Sunday school, and in youth group, and participating in worship, I got to explore the meaning of life. I was encouraged to think and talk about things like God's place in my life and God's vision for the world and what kind of person God might shape me to be. At church, I found a place where that hunger of mine was fed. The late Beverly Harrison was a professor professor of Christian ethics. She wrote, The church is a critical arena because it is one of the few institutions in our society to which people still turn with any expectation of sustenance for their basic humanity. My basic humanity was affirmed and nurtured in a church during times when those parts of myself seemed invisible or unwelcome in other arenas of life. Christians consider the sacrament of baptism— to be a sacred act by which each one of us can be or has been enfolded into the Christian life. I'm in the middle right now of a sermon series exploring these aspects of the sacrament of baptism and the big picture of what that means for us. But even knowing that the sacrament enfolds us into the Christian life, it can surprise us to discover just how much baptism says about community the particular special community that church is meant to be. We might be in the habit of thinking that baptism is about babies. We might fall into the habit of thinking that baptism is a rite of passage for an individual. That's a widespread habit for our contemporary American culture, thinking of things in individualistic terms. But baptism is definitely not only for babies— And its significance is definitely not limited to the individual who is being baptized. Baptism is about being enfolded into the Christian life. And how that enfolding happens has everything to do with community. The language about Christian community that we find in the baptismal covenant reflects both the care that Katie's family has found through church and the sustenance for our deepest human selves, like what I have found through church. Here's what the baptismal covenant says church is. Church is a community of love and forgiveness. Church is the family of Christ and the household of God. And here's what the baptismal covenant says about what church does. 
In the service of the baptismal covenant, these things are expressed in many different phrases, in many different places. But they all boil down to describing the three essential activities of the church. In the service, they are expressed as promises the congregation makes. So the service of the baptismal covenant describes the role of the church in our faith in these ways. It says, we nurture one another in the Christian faith or the Christian life. We support and encourage each other in living the Christian life. We commit to do all in our power to support one another's faith, hope, and love. As a community called church, we provide teaching and example that helps us live our faith. Here at Davis United Methodist Church, this is built into our understanding of our mission. We say we're committed to living the love of Jesus Christ, and by doing that, we provide an example, and committed to teaching the love of Jesus Christ. The service of the baptismal covenant describes the character of community in the church in these ways. We surround one another with community. We include one another in our care. We welcome one another, offer our love and care, and pray for one another. And finally, the service of the baptismal covenant recognizes the role of service with these words. We serve Christ and serve as Christ's representatives in the world. The service of the baptismal covenant adds another piece which doesn't quite fit into these three essential activities of church. It says that we proclaim the good news. In other words, we joyfully name and celebrate living in Christian community and finding Christian community. I want to say just a word about this last piece, although there's a part of me that wishes it could go unsaid. We proclaim the good news. We're a Christian church, a United Methodist church. We embrace our identity as a Christian church, and this is what we are exploring and celebrating today. It's important to do this, because it's important that we hold on to a vision for who we are as a community and who this community is called to be. But as a progressive Christian community, it is also worth saying that our celebration of the character of this community is just that, a celebration of who we are, a claiming of who we are. But knowing and celebrating who we are does not imply some arrogant conviction that we are the only or the best kind of spiritual or religious community. We know well that people seeking spirituality and community find it in all kinds of different and equally valid ways. In order to be who we are, as Davis United Methodist Church, as a progressive Christian community, we need to boldly and clearly claim and celebrate who we are. But that in no way lessens our respect for other kinds of faith communities. We join in celebrating who they are, too. And again, I wish, I could, I wish that could go without saying, because I wish we could all clearly recognize and even assume that celebrating our identity as a Christian community does not imply thinking less of non-Christian communities. But we live at a point in history where that unfortunately is not the general assumption about Christians 
because so many Christians have condemned other faiths. So it's worth saying explicitly. Everything I named above, those phrases describing what the church is and what the church does, this is all in our baptismal covenant. I've paraphrased a bit, but it's all right there, right in the service of baptism. Which means that if you have sat in the congregation during a baptism and spoken the congregational responses, then you have promised to try to be Christian community in these ways. The nature and purpose of church is to be a community which helps us live as disciples of Jesus Christ. And the three essential components of both church and discipleship are first a relationship with God, in other words, our attention to our spirituality, and second, our relationships with others or community, and finally, our commitment to make a difference in the world. Whether we look at baptism or go back and look at the life and teachings of Jesus, we can find that everything Jesus modeled and taught and everything the church asks of us can be summarized in these three components. Faith, community, service. We know that in any church, we fall short of the vision. We are human, and human communities are imperfect. But it matters that we hold the vision before us. It matters that we articulate the vision. Because as we come together, week after week and month after month, for worship or classes, for meetings and projects, we all play our parts in working toward that vision. We are called to help each other live as disciples of Jesus Christ. We are called to nurture faith. We are called to be that community of love and forgiveness. We are called into service and to make a difference in the world. I hope that you will cherish this vision and your own hopes for church in your heart and use this vision and hope to guide you for what you do to help shape this church community. Amen.